0: Hello everyone, in this episode, we are sharing with you the latest findings in Genetic DCM and discuss the workup algorithm utilizing the newest technology and imaging modalities. I am Dr. Majid Interventional Cardiologist, broadcasting Cardiocast as always with my dear friend and colleague, Dr. Ehsan Khalilikou. Dilated cardiomyopathy is characterized by an enlarged left ventricle with systolic dysfunction that is not caused by ischemic or valvular heart disease. At the outset, the DCM nomenclature can be confusing because the DCM term can be applied regardless of etiology that is ischemic, valvular, or other causes based only on LV enlargement and reduced function. Due to a prevalence of ischemic cardiomyopathy, the most common clinical and clinical research approach is to sort DCM into two large categories like ischemic or non-ischemic. Dilated cardiomyopathy is an ominous diagnosis. I mean, with high mortality, something like between twelve to twenty percent during three years treated mortality. That seventy percent of the causes are palm failure, and thirty percent accounts for arrhythmia as sudden cardiac death. Between nineteen ninety and twenty ten, the estimated mortality associated with the cardiomyopathy increased from five point. 4 to 5.9 per 100,000 global population. Regarding the ethnicity and gender differences, the risk of developing congestive heart failure is 30% higher in black than white and occurring more often in men than in women. Animal models have demonstrated that LV dilation results from remodeling and fibrosis. Similarly, in patients with DCM, there is evidence of SCAR tissue with left ventricular assuming a spherical shape. Pathophysiological changes include decreased SWAT volume, decrease in cardiac output, impaired ventricular filling, and increase in end diastolic pressure. And the compensatory changes, as can be predicted in vascular system, include increase in SVR system vascular resistance, Increase in venous pressure and circulating blood volume, and increase in both pre- and afterload. Impaired diastolic function in this state is both in active relaxation or early diastole, and passive compliance made to late diastole, leading to reduction in systolic function. In this part, we will discuss the etiology, focusing on genetic causes and considering the importance of precession Treatment. Damage to the myocardium, whether from a genetic or environmental cause, triggers inflammation and recruits immune cells to the heart to repair the myocardium. The most common causes of inflammatory DCM are infectious and autoimmunity. Pathological examination of myocardium biopsy samples or from the autopsies of patients with DCM frequently uncovers evidence of an Inflammatory cell infiltrate and gene expression patterns compatible with immune cell activation. Immune cell that contributes to remodeling include mast cells, M2 macrophages or activated macrophages, T helper type 2 and 17, and in case of autoimmune etiologies, B cells that producing autoantibodies that for immune complex with self-antigens and complement components are involved. Fibrosis is a consequence of inflammation at the site of tissue damage and its characteristic pathological feature of DCM aside from dilation. Regional dysfunction and or volume overload lead to increased cardiac workload and wall stress, activation of fetal genes and myocyte reversion to fetal programming and myofibroblasts that this mechanism are both a consequence and a cause of fibrosis. Regarding the etiology, infections are believed to account for almost 30% of DCM. One of the most common group of viruses associated with the DCM are the enteroviruses, including Coxsackie group A and B in particular, adenoviruses, herpes family, and less well-established paroviruses. We know that the HIV accounts considerable number in these groups of patients, and also we hear lately from the COVID. What is the evidence indicating an autoimmune nature of DCM after the infectious one? According to Rose-Petapsky criteria, there are evidence something like the presence of cardiac immune cell infiltrates in 50% of biopsy samples. Secondly, abnormal expression of HLA class 2 and or adhesion molecules increased serum levels of cardiac autoantibodies in patients and relatives is the third and experimentally induced animal models of DCM from immunization with recognized autoantigens that can also be found in patients with DCM as we noticed for example after the COVID vaccination and myocarditis in John Graves fifth, the response to immunosuppression or immunomodulation in patients with suspected autoimmune DCM all of these evidences are in favor for the autoimmune process in this category. Furthermore, autoimmune diseases, something like systemic lupus erythematosus, systemic sclerosis and rheumatoid arthritis are rare causes of DCM occurring in 5 to 10% of cases. The second large group of the etiologic factors are environmental causes, including chronic alcohol abuse, mostly in men. During the age 30 to 55 years of age, and have been in groups that are heavy consumers more than 10 years, and occurring mostly in men. Long-term abuse of cocaine also as a cause of this arrhythmia, and other groups, something like the prepartum cardiomyopathy, post-tachycardia cardiomyopathy, all of this and also the chemotherapy. Uh, with the chemotropic agents, something like anthracyclines, include doxorobicin, epirubicin, and idorobicin are the group of the environmental etiologists. The explanation for the generation of DCM is one that is covering whole picture of this scenario. they naming that as defective force transmission. This hypothesis postulates that the cytoskeleton provides an intracellular scaffolding that is important for transmission of force from sarcomere to extracellular matrix and for the protection of the myocyte from external mechanical stress. Thus, defects in cytoskeleton proteins could predispose to dilated cardiomyopathy by reducing force transmission and resistance to mechanical stress. Contractal dysfunction of myofibers plays a central role in initiation and progression to DCM. The sarcomere is composed of numerous proteins and mutations in several of them have been associated with DCM including actin, alpha cardiac muscle, myosin binding protein C, myosin chain, tropomyosin alpha, and a large group of these genes. Mutation in genes encoding cardiac troponins are also linked directly to disorder force generation myosin Heavy chain number seven mutation have been predicted to disrupt the actin myosin bindings and cross bridge function. whereas mutation in troponin changes the viscoelasticity properties. Mutation in other non contractile proteins, for example, chaperon or heat shock protein 70. Mutation in phospholamban, that is the key calcium signaling protein variation in desmosomal protein, including desmin, desmocallin 2, desmogline 2, Desmoplakin, plakophilin 2, are most commonly associated with arrhythmogenic RV cardiomyopathy, but mutations in these genes have also been implicated in dilated cardiomyopathy. In some patients with genetic dilated cardiomyopathy, a particular gene defect may be suggested by cardiac conduction abnormalities. For example, variants of lamin A/C, the malignant phenotype, which is part of the protein structure associated with inner nuclear membrane are associated with high rates of conduction system disease, ventricular arrhythmia, sudden cardiac death, and end-stage heart failure. Low rate of left ventricular reverse remodeling can be noticed in this group and included in AHA and ESC guidelines as a class A1A indication for ICD for primary prevention of sudden cardiac death in this group, even with EF less than 45% and risk factors so in most cases of DCM there are no specific distinguishing feature and because of this DCM is characterized by a relatively unitary final phenotype of generic DCM that is for almost all genes implicated in DCM there are no unique or distinguished clinical feature that have been associated with specific gene rare variants the only General variation in phenotype commonly recognized is DCM with prominent conduction system disease that was discussed about the Lamin AC. Occasionally, a clinically mild muscular dystrophy phenotype can be identified in patients with laminin cardiomyopathy and a new diagnosis of the DCM. However, if a muscular dystrophy is prominent, in most cases it will be, have been identified in neuromuscular cure instead of the cardiac clinic and the cardiac findings are incidental finding at the time of evaluation. Regardless of the setting, when a new diagnosis of idiopathic DCM is made, vigilance in detecting syndromic disease is essential, with particular attention being directed to neuromuscular phenotypes. Most cases of familiar DCM are transmitted autosomal dominantly, with offspring of mutation carrier having a 50% chance of inheriting the array variant, autosomal recessive have been reported particularly in the constanguineous families excellent DCM resulting from rare variants in gene for Duchenne muscular dystrophy in patients without any findings of muscular dystrophy have been reported both in males and in carrier females although the prevalence of Duchenne muscular dystrophy DCM in course of patients with idiopathic DCM has not been studied systemically mitochondrial DCM also has been reported particular setting of syndromic disease and formula DCM is characterized by age-dependent penetrance which means that an individual harboring a DCM-causing allele will manifest evidence of DCM with increasing age. So, if we come back to the etiologist, I the cardiomyopathy, inflammatory DCM, 30 percent of cases pathogenic like viral, 95 percent, autoimmune disease, going for the environmental, dialysis, cardiomyopathy, catecholamine ticardia, prepartum cardiomyopathy, and nutritional deficiency, toxins, alcohol, cobalt, iron, chemotherapy, and cocaine, and going for the familiar one that we are focusing on that, 20-30% to 30% of cases that more than 50 causative genes recognize right now, and Neuromuscular disease and syndromic disease are overlapping with these causes and also overlapping with other type of cardiomyopathy like erythrogenic RV cardiomyopathy, hypertrophic and also the channelopathy. The remaining 20 to 30 percent are the idiopathic cardiomyopathy that undiscover gene or undiscover environmental factors. Going for the gene, the titin is the most prevalent and after that lamin AC after death myozyin and other genes that we recognize. There are a phase of asymptomatic disease for all patients. Regarding the genetic DCM, most cases become evident in four to seven decades, but DCM also occurring in adolescent, children or infancy, and it's not uncommon. Variations in age at the onset of DCM are common across families with rare variants in the same DCM gene, at time marks and even in family members of an extended pedigree with same ray variants. Penetrance in familial DCM is commonly incomplete. That is, an individual with a disease-causing allele may not manifest any aspect of disease phenotype. Also expression is variable in that the clinical feature and phenotype can vary significantly between individuals in the same family or between families with the same rare variants. Both incomplete preterence and variable expressivity confound the assessment of familial DCM in family pedigrees. But the genetic evaluation for the cardiomyopathy, the goal is to assess the genetic risk of poroband, and the poroband's at-risk family members. The poroband is the first patient identified with a trait or disease of interest as an individual with dilated cardiomyopathy here. A genetic evaluation includes a comprehensive family history for at least three generations or more and genetic and family counseling for all patients and family. With a new diagnosis of cardiomyopathy, clinical screening of first degree relatives is indicated. If DCM has been found in one sibling, the sibling's children also need to be evaluated by clinical cardiovascular imaging. A genetic evaluation is also indicated. In most cases, genetic testing should be undertaken for the one clearly affected person in a family to facilitate family screening and management. The affected sibling who is a mutation carrier and unaffected sibling will be advised to have ongoing surveillance with clinical screening for early onset DCM so that treatment can be initiated prior to the development of the symptomatic DCM. The sibling who does not carry the mutation can be released from clinical surveillance, but take this into consideration that the affected siblings of string should undergo genetic testing to assess risk. The one who is a mutation carrier will need clinical surveillance for development of DCM with early intervention. The findings that affected family members all carry the same variant builds the evidence that the variant indeed is the pathogenic one in this family. The part of the clinical presentation of the DCM, I am not covering this topic here because the for the sake of the time and your familiarity with all aspects of that, just mentioning some tips that worth mentioning. In transthoracic echocardiogram, that most commonly global LV hypokinesia is present, but regional wall motion abnormalities may also be seen, and it's not ruling out the cause to be something like idiopathic DCM, particularly septal dyskinesia and left bundle branch block. This proportionate thing of a dyskinetic wall should raise the possibility of CAD rather than primary cardiomyopathy, but the mitral and tricuspid regurgitations frequently present and may be severe even when clinical examination does not reveal a loud murmur. Other than impaired leaflet coaptation, the mitral and tricuspid walls appear to be structurally normal. And vulnerable respiratory abnormalities suggest primary valvular disease rather than cardiomyopathy. Diastolic functions in DCM ranges from normal to restrictive. A restrictive pattern is most commonly seen in patients with volume overload in decompensated heart failure and often improves with initiation of diuretic or vasodilator therapy. There are some studies for using GCS, global circumferential strain, global longitudinal strain, global radial strain, mean circumferential strain, strain, and mean longitudinal strain, and mean radial strain, that proving some promising evidence for risk stratification of DCM. Coronary angiography should be considered in all patients, have risk factor for CAD, something like cigarette smoking, age more than 40 in male and 45 in female, and family story or the familiar hypercholesterolemia. Also, we can use the CT angiogram instead of that, but the functional status cannot be evaluated by using the CT. But the cardiac magnetic resonance imaging, CMR, is the cornerstone of the evaluation and foundational for the evaluation of a patient who present with a recently diagnosed cardiomyopathy, a pattern of non-transmural delayed gadolinium enhancement, In a non-coronary distribution, in a dilated left ventricle, suggests a non-ischemic cause. Certain conditions, such as sarcoidosis, may have a rather typical appearance, and CMR is able to evaluate the extent of myocardial fibrosis in DCM and may provide information complementary to that obtained with cardiac biopsy. Once a diagnosis has been established, patient meeting rigorous clinical criteria for idiopathic DCM, a full genetic evaluation should be initiated. The current expert consensus, statement of ESC recommends that all patients with suspected inflammatory cardiomyopathy should undergo an EBM to identify the type of inflammatory infiltrate to determine the underlying etiology and for an etiology-based treatment strategy histological examination of perfect sections with various staining protocols is used to detect several morphological alteration like myocardial disarray vacuole formation cardiomyocyte hypertrophy myocytolysis and a lot of the description that we know about that the use of Immunohistochemistry also remarkably increased the ability to detect cardiac inflammation from biopsy sections, monoclonal antibody animal's precise characterization, quantification and localization of different immune cell types and cell adhesion molecules, determining the cell composition of inflammatory foci affects the prognosis of DCM and establishing the proportion and type of immune cells is crucial in deciding the optimal type of treatment. The prognosis for the dilated cardiomyopathy patients with an LVF less than 35, RV involvement, and NIHA function class 3 to 4 is very poor. Several factors can worsen the prognosis. Adverse remodeling characteristics in DCM include functional MR, myocardial fibrosis, disynchronous ventricular contraction, and enlargement of other chambers are the poor prognostic factors. The management of DCM aim at reducing the symptom of heart failure and improving cardiac function. In patients with advanced disease, pharmacological and device therapy may be insufficient to maintain adequate cardiac function and surgery might be required. The two major options are heart transplantation and implantation of long-term mechanical circulatory support, either as a temporary measure while awaiting transplantation or permanently. Additional surgical approaches include correction of MR, and finally, the additional etiology-based therapy might be appropriate in patients with endomyocardial confirmed myocarditis or infection associated this year. These therapies or include immunosuppression as shown in TIMIC trial and antiviral therapy as shown in the BIC trial. Immunoabsorption therapy to remove circulating autoantibodies is also investigation and we can think about it. CRT by either CRT pacemaker or ICD is indicating patients with heart failure and EF less than 35% except that group that I mentioned about the laminacy with less than uh, EF less than 45% and also for that group that have life expectancy with good functional status for more than one year in the sign rhythm and have a markedly prolonged QRS duration more than 130 milliseconds and ECG pattern of left bundle because the importance and the usage in the IVCD or the right bundle branch but it's not clear right now uh, if we think about the algorithm risk of stratification of non-ischemic directed cardiomyopathy going through the suspected cardiomyopathy under echocardiogram biomarkers pro-BMP and going for the CMR confirming the diagnosis excluding other causes and ischemia and identifying specific inflammatory subtypes assessing mid-wall lg t1 mapping ecv global longitudinal strain in echocardiogram and assessing chamber sizes right ventricular atria and going further for the blood testes and checking for the high-risk genotype and checking for biomarkers high sensitivity troponin and bmp and galactin 3 and re-imaging the patient for the evidence of reverse remodeling that a good prognostic marker and if absent gonna be something like very poor prognosis. And in patients that doing poorly, going for the exercise testing, cardiac catheterization, endomyocardial biopsy if suspicious inflammatory subtypes are present. For the medical therapy, we know all about that using the ACE inhibitors, angiotensin receptor blockers, beta blockers, and sucubitril, MRA, nitrohydrolysine, and we know that the deoxine, not increasing the cerebral, but lessening the hospital admission, likewise for the IF inhibitors, and we talked about the CRT and immunosuppression and antiviral. At conclusion, the precision medicine for the dilated cardiomyopathy coming like this. We are targeting the people, who to treat, taking in consideration genetic risks and environmental risk, and making a box and identifying the high-risk individual. When to treat, deep phenotyping, using ECHO, MRI, ECG and biomarkers, and time of intervention in the normal heart with the trait, going to be something prevention of onset in the early disease, Uh, with the prevention of progression and targeting in the ORTCM for increasing the cerebral and decreasing the symptoms and how to treat when we are going for the treatment specificity using the genotype we are going for the specific treatment and the precise therapy and for the modifiers in the mid and the four phenotype going at the base of our scale for precision medicine that would be our treatment targets i hope you enjoyed this episode and that will be beneficial for you and very eager to be with you for the next episodes that coming very soon